Hi, and welcome to VSoup, the audio-only podcast you can drink all night and actually improve your performance at work. We went to some image consultants and asked what the podcast needed. They told us we didn't have enough people called Simon, so this week we found two of them. Our guests are a VSoup veteran, the again hotel-bound Simon Long, and Simon Seagrave, no stranger to podcasts himself. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Excellent. Nice. Uh, good to have you on. Um, so, what have you been up to? Alrighty, who's going to kick that off? I, I can kick that off if you want. Um, yeah, uh, last probably four to six weeks, uh, my life has been all consumed with prepping for uh, for VMworld. Um, yeah, it's been uh, long hours, a uh, lot of fun along the way. Um, but yeah, yeah, preparing the EMC uh, lab environment for the VMworld labs. Um, and um, yeah, so, so pretty much taking everything from uh, from the outset, uh, pretty much just the Basically, back of a back of a napkin type uh, type idea with uh, with my colleague Chris Horn from over in the states, and then uh, uh, seeing that through to the um, pretty much the uh, the final products we've got at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's been good. We've been got to uh, it's been good fun because I got to uh, play with a lot of um, a lot of the new products. So we've had hands on time with the VCD uh, 1.5, vSphere 5, obviously all pre-release at the moment. Uh, sort of real real stick time with that. Um, but yeah, that's been my last sort of four to six weeks. Uh, like I say, it's been long hours, but a lot of fun, and uh, it's been a great bunch of people we've been dealing with. So uh, yeah, so uh, looking forward to uh, seeing the final products in uh, in what just over a week. Well, under a week's time now, isn't it? Yeah, has it been sort of a silly um, silly hours? As I know, the team that put the EMC world together, labs together, um, spent more hours than they were in several days um, getting that all. Running. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually, yeah, that's that was me again. Um, well, it wasn't just me, obviously. It was um, it was the uh, tech enablement team at EMC, which I'm part of. So uh, Chris Horn, Nick Weaver, uh, T Glasgow, um, Jeff Thomas, and uh, and a load of the other V specialists. Um, yeah, but well, that was crazy, man. I've never done anything like that before in my life. It was uh, crazy long hours, but uh, once again, it was all good fun. And um, I, I think, I mean, like yourselves, I mean, you know, from from talking to you before and talking to you on Twitter and what have you, you know, I can tell you guys all genuinely love IT, love virtualization and what you do. And this is definitely one of those jobs that if you didn't genuinely believe, you know, or, or enjoy uh, w with what you're doing, um, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't last five minutes. But uh, it, it's good from a geeky perspective. Uh, it's hard work, but it's good fun. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, looking forward to the world uh, as well. Yeah, cool. How about you, Mr. Long? Busy, 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 as usual. Um, obviously, keeping me keeping busy at VMware. Some good projects on the go at the moment. Um, been doing some exams, done my VCAP DCD, which I managed to pass as well, so VCDX is next on the cards. And I managed to get a bit of a holiday in as well, which is what very much needed. Uh, had a, had a four days in Iceland, which... Was very nice. So, was you know, su surprise trip to Iceland, though, wasn't it? It was. Yes, the, the missus surprised me for my birthday. So it was my thirtieth birthday last week. So she she took me away for the for a holiday. So it was very nice, much needed, and it's a very very cool place. So if any if you, anyone wants to go there, I would highly recommend it. I think oh, it's very nice. I think it's very expensive, though. It's not too bad. I, I think it was expensive before they had the uh, economy crash, and now it's not too bad. So you, you're looking at about five pound a pint, which is not too different to London prices, really, so... Uh, that universal currency uh, conversion. Yeah, it was... How much like anyway. cost? <laughs> exactly. That's about the yeah, best way to do it. The UK has pretty much subsidized, subsidized that anyway with the Dutch people, haven't they? The whole of Iceland is kind of 
your money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they, yeah. they owe us a few pounds here or that. Yeah, think. I think so. I, I've always wanted to go to Iceland. I, I, uh, I haven't been, but uh, as far as I can tell, it's a great place for photography and stuff, which is one of yeah. my main interests as well. So the light and everything up there should be pretty interesting yeah. to do photography in. So I, mm-hmm. I hope, hope I'll be able to do go some sometime. I, I doubt my wife will take me on a surprise visit to Iceland, though. You're a lucky man. You should, you should definitely go. My girlfriend's a big photography fan as well, and she took a camera, and she got some amazing photos. And there's just so much to take up there. So I'd definitely recommend it, with or without the missus. Definitely go if you, can, if you get a chance. It's only a couple of hours away from you, from you, Christian, I think. Yeah, it is. So it's a it's a pretty. It's not a long flight for me, at least. So um, I should do that. It's, it's, it would, would that be like chance. six hours from you, Christian? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. It's, it's two and a half hours from London. Yeah, it'd probably be. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Two, two okay. hours from Norway. Yeah, something like that. I guess. Yeah, it's just, it's not as far out as people think. It's not that far north. It was pretty good weather as well there. I almost got sunburnt on one of the days, which I kind of wasn't expecting from a place called Iceland. <laughs> but um, other, other than that, I've been working on the, um Obviously, vSphere 5 is coming out soon, so I've been putting some work on some some blog posts and some extra exam questions for vSphere 5, whenever, or VCP 5, whenever that comes out. i um, been working on... Um, an Android app for my online exams as well, which has come along quite nicely. Um, and some other projects that I can't really talk about at the moment, which I'm kind of working on as well. So busy as well, you know, trying to keep a, a private life as well, if that's possible, with work. Yeah, it's a right old juggling act, isn't it, really, to try and do yeah. that. Um, I'm the same. It's just trying to uh, keep the blog going at the moment as well with sort of regular posts. Uh, I don't know how you guys find it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, times of the year, especially like pre, pre-MC world, pre-VM world, you can pretty much... Uh, you know, write it off a little bit because it's like all hands to the pump to uh, you know get everything ready in time. But uh, yep. but yeah, you always have that urge to you know you've, you're just always conscious that you know you've got to have a presence uh, on your yeah. blog post, otherwise people are going to think that you've closed down or something similar. So uh, uh, as you said, it's difficult as well with a lot a lot of the products we're working with. They aren't available yet to the public, so that a lot of the, the jobs that we're doing at the moment we can't. Sp- can't talk about or blog about, so it kind of limits to what you can and can't write about. So yeah, it was a lot easier once once uh, vSphere five was announced. That's that that was uh, that was mm. good. I mean, I I don't know about you guys. I found it uh, absolutely uh, <laughs> a little bit amusing, but absolutely amazed by the amount of vSphere five blog posts that literally twelve oh one came around from the <laughs> announcement. Boom! The floodgates opened, and they were just all these backed up, uh, you know, uh, blog posts around vSphere five. Uh, they were just like you know. 10, 20, 30 of them all at once just uh, hitting the various blogs out there. So a uh, little bit of information overload. I, I decided to play the longer game down a little bit before I uh, before I sort of posted anything. Uh, gave me time to think about things and what have you as well. You didn't post about licensing, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't, actually. I think I'm the only person that didn't. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that was an interesting one to watch. I, I, I was tempted, actually. Uh, I was tempted to sort of jump in there and uh, not, not, not be controversial or anything, but just, you know, comment on what, what was available and, you know, that type of thing. But, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a minefield. And it was it had been saturated by the end anyway by, by so many blog posts out there, you know. But that said, there were some very good posts out there. There were some great comments and commentary around it. And, um yeah, it was interesting to see, you know, how, how the licensing actually ended up for vSphere 5. I think uh, VMware definitely did the right thing um, by making it a little bit uh, more attractive, as it were. Um, yeah. And, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a follow-up to the previous episode where um, we recorded just before the announcement was made, and I'd like to make it known for the record that we were were right. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, do you think it was was it folding to community pressure, or was it a case of some the person who sat down and did the sums originally suddenly realised that he'd forgotten to carry a one somewhere? I thought, hang on a sec, guys, we've, well, we've made the marketing mess up of this let's 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 do those sums again and actually look to the future rather than looking to what people have now i think it depends who you talk to right i mean there's the people out there with the conspiracy theories that you know vmware had already had always intended to do this and it was a bit of a marketing thing to you know to to sort of say hey we listen to our customers type of thing right yeah. through to those people that think it was a terrible move and you know they should never have changed it in the first place so you know you're always going to have both ends of the gambit there a little bit um i i i personally understand why they've changed the licensing model and you know um I, I, I can't say I totally agreed with it, with their, their initial uh, offering, but what they've come out with now is definitely a lot more realistic, and uh, it's definitely going to be a lot more widely accepted out there now. And uh, you know, especially with uh, becoming a lot more common now, uh, um, it definitely plays into that market. Definitely, definitely. So um, the the other project, which I guess you, you guys might not have mentioned um, earlier, is the the, the vbears org. Um, Sort of well, it's it's more it's more than just a website. Um, it's a way of life to some people. Um, so, VBears is a um, an occasion, I suppose. It's been going about a year now, as when it went from you know a concept of a few a few swift hearts after the uh, London Vima to something a bit real. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's probably about a year and a half now, roughly. Yeah, it's been so. it's been in existence in some form or another. Um, yeah, it wasn't actually the VMUGs, believe it or not. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here, Simon. I think it actually <laughs> could have been one of the Microsoft users groups, or because or, there was a time there where we went to the Microsoft users yeah. groups, went to the VMUGs, and a whole load of different things. Um, a lot of it was inspired. I mean, got to got to give a tip of the hat to the um, storage beers uh, uh, um, people here, Martin uh, Glassborough and Co. Uh, who yeah. do storage beers? I mean, I, I, I occasionally went along to those, and they're a great bunch of people. Um, and and it was really off the back of that, um, you know, this, the, the amount of people in the storage spaces is relatively quite limited compared to those adopting sort of virtualization and what have you. Um, so we, you know, we we had a few people say, "Oh, you would like? Why not put uh, put put something together that's similar to the storage beers, uh, but for more around um, the virtualization space? You know, make it." Make it vendor agnostic, you know, as, as, as much as it can be. Uh, I mean, because obviously, you know, VMware's got such a prevalence out there at the moment. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's good. You know, we're seeing a couple of VBs now for for Microsoft, and you know, the London VBs we we do. I mean, it it doesn't really matter. Anyone can turn up. You know, if you're in IT, you like tech. You know, if you like virtualization, that's a bonus. You know, come along and just talk to like-minded people. You know, it's uh, I, I personally find it really interesting talk, talking to um, you know uh, people out there in the industry in the same industry as ourselves, and just just talking to them. You know, finding out what they think about things, projects they're working on, you know, issues they've come across, and and just chatting about sort of you know things that are happening in the industry at that time. You know, it's uh, and the, the fact you can do that in a nice social setting, whether it be over a beer or a soft drink. You know, it really doesn't matter. It's just uh, you know, really good company, and um, like I say, a load of like-minded people. It's just just good fun. Yeah, it's it's really a really cool concept because it's like think about I'm in Switzerland. That's one of the one of the smallest countries in the world, and we now we now have two started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. Oh, 
I mean, yeah, we, we we're so pleased to see that. I mean, uh, you know, jump jumping in here, side, but you know, it's um, originally it was just the London VBS we were doing, and we're thinking, no, oh, you know, this is good. We saw, you know, how people sort of uh, took to us, and we thought, well, this is great. We, you know, what we want to do is give something back to the uh, the virtualization community, and this is our way of doing it. Um, obviously, you know, it's 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 not a commercial venture in any way. It's literally, you know, just our way of giving something back and. Uh, and um, you know, we, you know, we'd always advertise stuff on Twitter. You know, if people people sort of picked up on the um, on, on the hashtag VBears and the, and the term VBears quite quickly, and you know, uh, we're really pleased to see that. And uh, it's, it's used sort of quite commonly every day you now. It's great. Um, so we thought, you know, let's put a little bit of structure around this, and that's that's when uh, Sky and I both came up came up with the uh, VBears.org uh, idea. We thought, look, there's a central central uh, place that people can go to to advertise their VBS and that may be a good thing. Yeah, well, it certainly contains two of my favourite things, uh, beer and the lowercase v. So uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's a, you know, it's a great concept, as you say, that somewhere where you can go to the pub and talk geeky and no one's going to laugh at you. No, exactly. Okay. And we want to, for us, we want to keep it that way. You know, we want to keep it, you know, you know, we want to keep it for the community, by the community, for the community. You know, virtualization that is, and uh, it's, it's brilliant. You know, we've been really impressed. I mean, we've had people, you know, uh, there's a couple of VBs in New Zealand and Australia now, um, absolutely everywhere. You know, we had another another new VBs come up this evening uh, that we posted or side posted up on the site there. Uh, so it's great. We're, we're so pleased to see people use it, and it's there to be used. You know, if people have got any feedback on how we can improve it, uh, we're, we're all ears basically. You know, let us let us know. Um, Simon and I, you know, when we can, we get our heads together on how we can improve the site. Uh, recently, we had a, added a calendar. Uh, Simon's been working on adding a map to it as well, so you can just look at a map and see where your latest, you know, where all the VBs are happening and that type of thing. So, you know, we've got a few other ideas, some pretty cool things, and you know, lined up as well. But uh, we just need time to do them, unfortunately. <laughs> Excellent. Time is limited. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, because I hear the um, uh, the VM Underground meet for. Um, VMworld this year in Vegas has been christened uh, the mother of all VBs. Um, you know they're really just trying to sort out a, su- a similarly sort of independent chat. Um, I mean, they've got you know there's a few sponsors uh, helping out with the you know, costs of some some snacks and things. I would imagine, um, but uh, yeah, I, I imagine that's going to be fairly well turned out. Yeah, definitely. We, we were talking to the VM Underground guys uh, a few months back, and um, uh, if you go to the site, the vbs.org site, where, you know they've got they've got a post there and what have you. And um, yeah, I mean the v, the VM Underground is you know is an excellent event. Uh, it's obviously been happening for a number of years. You know, happens once a year at uh, at uh, VMworld there. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's you know it's a lot of organising. I take my hats off to those guys. You know, they do a great job. And uh, you know, it is that big that big. Uh, you know, party event pre uh, pre pre VMworld every year that everyone's uh, uh, you know trying to get tickets to. It's definitely a, a hot ticket item. It rivaled now only by the CXI party, which uh, I <coughs> I'm not too sure quite how that how that sort of seems to have started, but has snowballed. Um, I'm sure I saw him tweet that he he had like 600 people coming to it. I think he could expand it to nearly a thousand if he had to, or if that many people were able to show up. But well, I, that's a really I think big hotel room. I, yeah, well, I, I think that kind of started in, in, in his head, which I think a lot of stuff does, in a way. 
So, I don't know. That's a huge thing to try to uh, organize on your own. I've not heard about it. What's it all about? Um, I think it's something that's... Did you... Uh, I think it started off at um, EMC World, where uh, uh, Christopher... And I've forgotten his surname. CXI on Twitter. Um, I'm sure someone will correct me very very shortly. Um, had been given... Had somehow managed... Been allocated a suite at his hotel. And thought, oh, well, this, this space is you know far too big for just me. Uh, Organised... You know, basically, sort of an after-hours party at his, you know, and uh, even got tickets printed off for it. And I don't know how many people there were there. Oh. And uh, that's Christopher Cusack. It's or Cusack thank, or thank whatever. You. I don't know how I to pronounce it. Yeah. And it, it essentially, as, as far as I know, kind of the the idea is snowballed, if you'll excuse the term, <laughs> from there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's, I, th- I think you know everyone's going to be having their own party at some point. Yeah, I think it's great that people sort of take the initiative to do it. Like I said, I mean, um, I, I, you know, talking to the VM Underground guys, I know how much uh, work goes into organising their events every year, and uh, yeah, like I say, hats off to them because I know it's definitely not an easy task, especially when you start dealing with sponsors as well. You know, and you start dealing with money. Um, because then, you know, obviously money changing hands and everything, it starts all getting a bit, uh, bit complicated and weird at that stage, potentially, you know, if you're, if you're an individual, um, so yeah, no, I, I think the, these guys that are doing it, they're obviously contributing something to the uh, community, which I think is brilliant. And, uh, I mean, that ties back in with, with what we're trying to do with the VBs, you know, it's, uh, it's about creating that community spirit and, uh, you know, uh, it's a good opportunity for people to network, meet other people and catch up with old friends. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, I've uh, always been a, a big fan of the uh, the phrase, uh, so, you know, the team that drinks together thinks together, um, and you know, it might might be a little bit of a cliche, but I think it's very much tr- very true. Um, you know, wh- whether it be just you know your internal network, uh, if you've enjoyed a, a few uh, drinks, be they alcoholic or not, with uh, the guys in the social atmosphere, then. Um, you know they're going they're going to be sort of at the uh, the forefront of your memory for yeah if you, if you uh, either need a favour from someone or that you can remember you know a particular skill that they have that uh, you could help out with or or vice versa um, you know I, I reckon most people would would choose those that they've recently socialised with um, over those that they've only ever spoken to online. Yeah, but it's, it, that's, that's true. But in a way, Twitter kind of works that way as well. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of contacts on Twitter that I would never have if I weren't active on it myself, which also makes the boundaries of contacting someone uh, extremely... Uh, it, it's much easier to do that as once you have talked to someone on Twitter or whatever. Of course, it helps to meet up with people in the real world as well, but we're spread all over the world anyway. So V-beers and other stuff like that is kind of an, to me at least, it seems like to, to be a, a kind of extension of what we are already doing on Twitter and in the blogging and whatever anyway. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can remember, like before you would go, you would go to a conference, like before you were on Twitter, you'd basically be by yourself and yeah. not, not talk, maybe talk to some guy at lunch for 10 minutes. Yeah. 
now it's like um, you you start tweeting, and it's next thing you know, you're hanging out, sharing ideas with fifteen, twenty different people. You are discussing creating a podcast or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Heaven forbid. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's an excellent idea. I mean, it can only help with the flow of information and ideas as well, which is great. I mean, you know, it's like Simon and myself, you know, doing the VBS thing. You know, if you know, we we hadn't have started talking on uh, uh, on Twitter and what have you, or you know, uh, bumping into each other at the um, you know uh, the various V mugs or you know Microsoft events or what have you. It's uh, it's kind of cool. And I don't know about you guys. I mean, you know, you may get to go to one, possibly if you're lucky, two shows a year. And, and quite often you see a lot of people there, you know, um, maybe once a year. And that's your time to sort of catch up with them and everything like that. Um, you know, that's why Twitter is excellent. You know, last couple of years, so many people in the industry, at least in our industry, are now on Twitter. It's such a good way to keep in touch. And if you can have that personal contact as well, you know, by meeting up at a VBiz or similar, uh, it, it's, it, it's really good. It helps sort of, uh, sort of icing on the cake, as it were, in sort of uh, establishing those sort of um, those contacts and, and friendships that you make. Yeah, but it, it's easier for you guys that are located in big cities, you know. And I, I, I don't think there are any other really uh, kind of VMware people, if, if, if I can call them that, in Bergen, Norway. Not at least not that are active in in on Twitter and in blogging and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of on my own here, and I, I have actually, I actually have better contacts worldwide than I have locally, which is kind of strange but so for you big beers is really just an excuse to sit at home drinking <laughs> yeah so it's it's basically called a weekend <laughs> with a small v <laughs> I, th- I think you should advertise your own v beers just at your house yep. yeah one man party yeah yeah it should be in a or something Hey, I tried it in, especially in Zurich. There usually nobody, it might be a cultural thing, but nobody really talks on Twitter. Nobody really blogs. I advertised it in Zurich and I got instantly six people that answered. It just kind of crawled out of the woodwork. You never know, man. Yeah, I, it might just be that no one has actually tried and no one has started one uh, or tried to get people uh we we all travel from Bergen to Oslo or to Bergen to somewhere else anyway because basically nothing happens here. Uh, so that might be the case that people aren't really locally aware since they have to travel somewhere for everything anyway. Could you do one in Oslo? Yeah, possibly, but it's uh, I would have to either drive for eight hours or or uh, jump on a plane to get over. That's there. VB's dedication. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would yeah. be. It's three hours for me, but eight hours takes the biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly worth it, though, if you can. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, anyone listening to this, if you want to start your own VBS, it's very, very simple. I mean, if you go onto the site, we've got a section there that tells you, you know, all you need to do. Um, well, literally, it is as easy as just putting putting a post up on the site. It gets tweeted out there. Obviously, word of mouth kicks in as as well. And uh, before you know it, you know, like, even like in, like Ed was saying in Zurich, there, you know, you could have half a dozen people. Uh, you know, during your first outing, which is which is pretty good going. So uh, definitely, you know, if you're in two minds, it's something that you always fancy doing. Uh, check out the you, site. You can and go beyond the one one man party. Yeah, exactly. I think if you are the only person there, you've still got beer to comfort you. So speaking of one man parties, um, Simon, how's your hotel internet connection at the moment? <laughs> it's holding up. It's getting to that time now. It's, it's getting late, and obviously people have 
coming in from the pubs and the bar and, you know, how it goes. On that part. Never mind, it seems quite quiet in this hotel today, so it might be okay. Excellent. We drop and off, the, we know why. Yeah, yeah that's, it, it's nothing to do with the earthquakes in the States. Uh, you'd hope not. <laughs> Although I did uh, hear the, the best best cause for the earthquakes in the States was um, HP's board of directors collectively um, facepalming. <laughs> <laughs> Which part of palm was that? <laughs> One man party face palming. <laughs> I was thinking about the acquisition of palm, though. But oh, okay, fine. Did you guys see? Uh, I mean, I, I think that's probably what you're referring to. The um, HP selling off the WebOS tablet they had there. Yeah, for, yeah. For, from one nine nine. I mean, that. Jeez, it's a real shame, actually. Yeah, I was, over, I was over in the States about a month ago, and I, I, uh, I was in a Best Buy there, and I managed to get a little bit of hands-on time with it, and uh, I've got to say, I mean, I'm a big, big guy, big, um, uh, you know, uh, um, yeah, it was actually quite a good little tablet, actually, it was quite responsive, it was it was good to use, it was, uh, so it's a real, real shame to hear that they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're canning it, um, I think it's got potential there, you know, it's, it's just a shame perhaps they didn't come out initially with a slightly lower lower price point to tempt people uh, to, to start buying one, you know, and using it. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, the price point that they've been selling off in the UK, I mean, I think they've been as low as £89, which means makes them better than those, the, the £89 uh, Android tablets that were based on Android 1.6. And even though I'm a big Android fan, these were absolutely useless. I mean, they're only, you could use them to, to maybe wedge a table up, but not for yeah. that long because they probably break. Um, but so to have something that's got some decent, half decent hardware, reasonable screen behind it for 89 quid, I don't care if I don't like WebOS, I'll still get it because my daughter will probably use it. Um, yeah, for me, part of the attraction was WebOS itself, actually. I'm, I'm quite, I quite like WebOS, actually. I haven't used it extensively, but, uh, you know, the, the, the times I have used it, especially, you know, the, the five or ten minutes or whatever it was in the store playing with it, it seemed very responsive, you know, it's, and, um, it's always good to have a bit of competition out there, you know, in the marketplace. And uh, otherwise, you know, Apple's obviously just going to rule the roost with its uh, iPad for for uh, the next couple of years, at least, unless someone yeah. someone else comes up with something. Uh, Sue everybody else seems to be the uh, the way forward. Yeah, yeah. I think in any industry, competition, you know, you've got to have it. It's good. Yeah, there's there's talk about trying to create an Android port for uh, for the uh, the HP ones as well. Which could be interesting, but but of course, now that HP aren't producing them anymore, that's uh, uh, hopefully someone will pick up that and, and produce continue uh, producing at least the hardware, so we can get some some kind of competition out of that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a shame because it looked like it was a good format. It had. Um, What's it? Slightly under a ten-inch screen, so it's not quite as sort of long and narrow as some of the the other Android tablets, like the Transformer or the Zoom, um, which do seem to be that their aspect ratio just doesn't seem quite right. And much as I dislike Apple, the um, the iPad sort of aspect ratio and form factor, like they've got the size pretty much bang on. Um, much as it pains me to say. I don't understand you guys that, that hate Apple in this day and age. I mean, just, you know, become absorbed. I just don't want to install iTunes. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't, I don't hate Apple at all, actually. I'm, I'm looking around the room now. I've got a MacBook Pro that I use for about 14 hours a day, every day. Um, absolutely fan, you know, fantastic bit of kit. Um, you know, I've got, got, got an iPad and uh, a few other bits and pieces as well. So, uh, no, definitely, definitely a big Apple fan. But uh, like I say, any industry has always got to have competition, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, I, Apple needs to run for their money occasionally just to, uh, you know, keep them innovating, if nothing else. Yeah, actually, I'm recording this whole thing on on a on a MacBook Pro right now. I've I I converted in around 2009. I was this kind of the same as uh, Chris. I thought, oh, Apple, blah blah blah. Until I started actually, until I bought one of the products and actually used it. Yeah, that is it is good because it does just work, doesn't it? It's just straight out of the box, and uh, you know, I think once you once you've bought your first Apple type of thing, you you know, you sort of. You know, you obviously, uh, it speaks for itself, really. You know, you get quite impressed with the build quality, how reliable it is. And for me, it just, you know, like I say, it's that whole thing. It just works straight out of the box, which yeah, is uh, which that, is fantastic. Very few products out there these days can uh, lay claim to that. That, and you can actually, you could be uh, a really technical guy and get what you want uh, with uh, with an Apple product, or you could be a very simple user and also have no problem and get what you want out. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, there is the whole cool thing, the kudos around sort of having a, you know, going into a meeting and pulling out a MacBook Pro. I mean, most people would say, no, 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 it's not the case. But I'm sure for, for a lot of people, there is a bit of that involved as well, you know. Um, for me, personally, it doesn't bother me too much. I just like the build quality of it. You know, it looks cool and, you know, does does what I need it to. My only complaint with it, though, I've actually got one of the new i7s, uh, one of the old, sorry, one of the new ones, one of the old ones actually. It was the first i7 MacBook Pro that came out, and uh, my only complaint with it is how how hot it actually runs. Um, you know, I, I, I start up Fusion, you know, run one single VM on it, and the the fan just kicks in full full pelt. But uh, that, that that would be my only complaint with it, really. Uh, I've got a MacBook Pro as well. I'm on it at the moment, and I love it. I um, wasn't until I joined VMware that I'd never used a MacBook before, and I don't know if I'd go back now, to be honest. Fully converted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I use the the Mac OS as much as I can, um, and anything else I can't do on it. Obviously, I have Fusion running Windows Seven. But yeah, I love it. It sort it's of sounds to me sounds like four blokes sitting around in a sort of in a in a, in a town hall somewhere in chair in some sort of rehab meeting, isn't it? Sort of <laughs> <laughs> yes, coming out of the closet about actually using Macs. You know, <laughs> we've been weaned off Microsoft. <laughs> I've, I've actually been an Apple fan for a number of years now. <laughs> I'm claiming I like IBM all this time, but I've actually been using a Mac in the confines of my own home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, hiding the Mac at the back of the cab of the closet, so like none of the family could see that you. Yeah, used yeah. It. Was that a Mac there? No. no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a 12-step program for that as well. Getting rid of your Mac addiction. Apple Anonymous. No, for me, I'm I'm just a complete hardware snob. I, I just like nice hardware, you know. I just like reliable hardware and hardware that look like you know that looks good as well. Um, yeah, I get my work issued laptop. I'm not going to mention names, but of 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 product vendors. But it's just to me now. Ever since using a MacBook Pro, it's just plastic garbage to me. It's total consumer poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I mean, I I. I actually bought my own MacBook Pro, and uh, I figured, you know, if I'm going to, like I say, if I'm going to be using it for, you know, 12 hours a day or whatever it is, you know, I, I might as well be using something that I really like that's, you know, 
every time I started up, I think, yeah, that's a cool, cool piece of kit. And you know, rather than like you say, sort of sit there for for that, those sort of hours, just uh, you know, using something that you don't particularly like, that's perhaps not particularly reliable, and you know. You might as well get something that you like it's and like that you're you, going to use. If you drive like twelve hours a day, you're going to buy like the best car you can you can afford. Yeah, that's how it's always justified in my mind. Uh, you know, I always think you know it's like a plumber or or electrician. You know, they've got their tools of the trade, and you know they'll go out, they'll have their tool, you know, couple of toolboxes and their white van type of thing. And uh, you know, for us being in IT, you know, our laptops and our PCs and our you know our home labs and everything, it's a, it's the tools of our trade. So you know, for me, that's how I justify things in my mind. You know, when I'm looking at buying something, um, as long as it's reasonable, obviously, and it's going to provide some value to what I do. I think I know why you didn't want to compare it with cars, though. Who, me? Uh-huh. The, the cars. You, you have some problems with your, the mini. <laughs> <here. laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, yeah. That was that was I was talking about plumbing instead, so I just let him go with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be a slippery slope. No, no. The, um, no, the car I've been very, very lucky with for about the past year, actually. Uh, yeah, I had... <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I had I, I bought a Mini Cooper S, which is a car I've always quite fancied having, and uh, yeah, it looks I like bought... look, look, it does look like something Apple would have produced. Oh, it is. It's a nice looking car. You know, it's great. It's uh, you know, it's a gunmetal one and everything like that. That's exactly the color I wanted. Bought it. Admittedly, I bought it uh, second hand through a dealer. But you know, after the first day of getting it home, basically it was just problem after problem to the point where I'd be in the middle of London, broken down in rush hour in the middle lane. Um, and that happened to me twice in the space of two weeks. Um, so yeah, I was ready to sort of push the thing off a cliff, set fire to it. You know, uh, at one stage there. But uh, no, luckily, um, luckily the dealer finally came through and uh, admitted they didn't know what they were doing with it. Every time I took it back to them, sent it to a BMW dealer, and uh, yeah, twelve hundred pounds later, um, it came out and it was working fine. Luckily, I didn't need to pay that. Uh, the dealer had to. But uh, yeah, so no, it's been good ever since. Actually, touch wood. So I guess um, with VMworld being around the corner, um, you know, obviously we've had the big announcements with uh, VCD 1.5 and vSphere 5. For you guys, there, I'd be um, you know interested to get your thoughts on you know for, for you with the vSphere 5 uh, announcement, what what were the sort of the, the new main features that really stood out for you? Um, well, for me, I, I'm I'm really I'm still really interested in the storage DRS, and I'd like to see how it goes in production and fully automated. Yeah, I think the storage is pretty good. I mean, that's definitely. I mean, vSphere five. There's definitely a lot of emphasis around storage, which was interesting. Uh, everything from the, you know, the VSA, the, um, you know, enhanced VAI features, and uh, you know, the, the, the DRS uh, side of things as well. I think the changes to HA uh, are quite significant as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be a good VMworld uh, this year. You know, either whether you're attending Las Vegas or Copenhagen, I think there's going to be a lot of buzz there. Probably more than all, actually, just because of you know the large announcements this year. It's going yeah. to be uh, it's going to be really good. Will you be attending any of them, Simon? Uh, Copenhagen. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I hope guys. to be there. Yeah, I hope to be in Copenhagen. Hopefully, we will we'll be recording live in Copenhagen. We got a um, not sure about. Uh, I, I know I just got my go ahead to to go to Copenhagen, but uh, Christian and Chris, I'm not I'm not uh, Christian. How about you? No, I still don't know. I don't know how everything works out until then. Um, uh, so I, I I can't really I, I want to go, but I, I can't really say anything about it, my availability at the time uh, right now. So mm-hmm. for now, it's uh, it's still undecided for me. 
yeah, for me, I, we, we get to do the labs again, the um, the MC labs at the VMworld, which is, which is great. So uh, no, I look forward to doing that, actually. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, how, how much of that lab stuff do you guys actually uh, design on your own or figure out on your own or whatever? How, yeah. much, of, how much of that is actually yours? Okay, yeah, no, I can... Um, uh, well, all, all of it. Um, when, when I say... Us, I mean, it's a collective us. It's uh, mm -hmm. you know the um, tech enablement team. Uh, we we come up with the idea of what we want to demonstrate. Um, but one of the challenges, actually, um, so so literally for for VMworld, we're, we're literally one of the tenants there, as it were. Like it, those of you that have attended VMworld in the past will know it's around sort of three to four hundred seats, uh, and you can go in there and try pretty much kick the tires on any any. Um, uh, VMware products. So uh, this year, uh, VMware kindly reached out to a few of its partners and uh, invited them to uh, contribute a, um, a contributor lab uh, to the VMworld labs there. So uh, this is a first for them and obviously a first for us for being part of it. Um, so basically, yeah, we, we, we had the remit where we, uh, you know, we're given 60 minutes to produce a lab. So there's a lot of uh, lot of thought um, that needs to go into it, and like I say, my, my colleague Chris Horn uh, has been an integral part of this. Uh, he was he was there from the outset uh, with the design work on this. Uh, but basically, we had to come up with you know we had to decide what products that we wanted to showcase, uh, being mindful that we only had 60 minutes to do it, and uh, which is quite a challenge, really. 60 minutes sounds like a long time, but uh, you know, obviously, you've got to accommodate users that. Uh, you know, that are obviously uh, very familiar with vSphere and how to find, find their way around the interface and everything, right through to those users that perhaps, you know, have only just started using, uh, you know, VMware and perhaps aren't that familiar with the vSphere interface. Um, so what we had to do, obviously, is choose the uh, from the range of products that we have as EMC and uh, determine what ones would best fit into a scenario uh, for, for this particular lab. Obviously, we, we want to showcase as much as we can, you know, uh, demonstrate to people, you know, how, how great our products are and how well they integrate with VMware and what have you. So, that, yeah, there's quite a bit of sort of thought that, that's, that's gone into that. And um, for us, we've got a storyline around it. So, uh, you know, to make it easier, rather than just have people sit down and, uh, you know, a number of the other labs at uh, VMworld are going to be doing this as well. But so rather than just have people sit down and just have to click, you know, uh, step by step through a manual, we've, we've actually built a, a storyline around it, um, which uh, you know it's, it's a lot of fun to do. You know, when you when you put a storyline around it, and the, the storyline sort of relates to a lot of everyday problems that a lot of uh, managers, IT managers, and administrators out there would be able to relate to. So it's basically taking them through the storyline. You know, all these different. Uh, uh, um, uh, you know, crisis and pro crises and uh, problems sort of arise, and they go, "Oh gosh, how are we going to do that?" Then, you know, that's obviously where we demonstrate how our products come in to, you know, either make the administrator's life a lot easier uh, through integrating with vSphere or, you know, uh, or, or what have you. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun at the same time. So we got got the opportunity to be a little bit creative. So, you know, it was a nice mix of being technical and being creative at the same time. So, and um, for us, so what we ended up coming up with. Um, I don't know whether this has been mentioned anywhere else yet, but um, yeah, we're, we're going to be uh, you know showcasing a mixture of our um, uh, virtual storage integrated plugins for vCenter, so VSI plugins. Um, we've got a, a VNX on the back end or a virtual VNX uh, that people will be using as well. Uh, we're using uh, vShield, so vShield version five has got something called um, data security in it, uh, which is pretty cool and uh, helps businesses uh, remain compliant and uh, adhere to various regulations and that's using RSA technologies so we built that in there as well uh, as well as that um, uh, we've got Isilon as well so um 
people can come along, you know, with built Isilon into the scenario. And uh, the final bit is uh, backups. So uh, something Chris would be familiar with. Um, we're, we're, um, we're, we're demonstrating our um, uh, Avamar product. So, uh, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. And like I say, you can be quite creative with it. And uh, But uh, as I mentioned earlier, because we're using sort of brand new products from VMware, you know, we had to make sure that our products, you know, ran smoothly against, you know, the likes of vSphere 5 and vCD and, and what have you. So as you can imagine, there were a number of challenges there initially. Um, but, you know, our various product teams really came through, you know, producing sort of updates and, you know, uh, compliant versions of software and everything. So uh, it's, it's been a crazy ride, but really, really enjoyable. And Chris, the most important question of this podcast is, uh, is Veeam having any labs at VMworld? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, at VMworld US, I'm not partial to any information on that. Um However, there's a reasonable chance there might be something interesting to see at um, VimWorld Europe. Version 6, oh. I hear. I, I don't have information on the release dates of those, um, but uh, certainly if, if I've got anything to do with it, we'll be uh, showing off some latest and greatest. Uh, I suspect we might not be demonstrating the uh, Hyper-V ability at, uh, at VimWorld, but... Uh, <laughs> Certainly, be uh, there's been a, a number of features that uh, have been publicly announced that mm. will be will be showing off some of the new architecture. Yeah, the Veeam, the, the Veeam booth is always <laughs> the, well. The Veeam booth is always quite good. It's one of the better booths. I always think that uh, the Veeam world's always put a lot of effort into uh, making it really entertaining. You know, um, I don't know the guy's name, but he's always like the uh, the card magician they have at the stands. He's, he seems to be there every year, and he's 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 really good value. And the party is the best too. That's that's the most. Oh, important. Veeam definitely know how to put on a good party. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, they they do put in lots and lots of work in that. Uh, I know uh, certainly for the US, Megan has been uh, working her backside off, uh, and certainly the, the European teams do the same. Uh, allegedly, the European party is supposed to be the better one, but uh, they uh, they are now challenging for within Veeam as to who holds the best party. So. That's so kind of good for the rest of us. Yeah. I guess EMC puts a lot of work into the labs and Veeam puts it into the parties. That's a pretty pretty good summary, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure everyone doesn't really think we're sponsored by Veeam, I mean. So. Yeah. Or, or EMC for that matter. One's lab like monkeys, one's drunken monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Simon had a, had a nice speech there about the EMC setup as well, which, which is... It's really interesting to, to, to hear about it because it's uh, I'm not quite sure everyone kind of uh, knows how much work it is to put up something like that and then do it live on a, a trade show floor or whatever you could call it and have a lot of people try to intentionally break it afterwards. So it's uh, it's got to be an interesting talk to do so and really interesting to see it actually put into into uh, into the labs and see how how it works works when it goes live yeah definitely i mean for us as well you know because obviously we've been developing in a uh, you know development type environment so uh, mm. you know this weekend we get to uh, you know well we've, we've sort of been running it in a sort of semi-live environment up to now but uh, obviously you know uh, once it goes live on sunday uh, the labs actually open sunday this year uh, actually, I think they might have opened previous years on Sunday as well. But uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. You never know until you get the first flood of people through as to how things. You know, you can do as much testing in the world. Uh, these last two weeks, we've just had a, a t 
ton of the team just on there, you know, trying to break it, trying to find different problems with it. And uh, it's, it's, it's really good fun. And um, it, it's interesting. I mean, before I worked for EMC, you know, I, I, I was always interested, and I still am actually. I'm interested to see, um, you know, uh, the experiences of other people that either work for vendors or, you know, uh, companies that produce software for, for, you know, the likes of VMware or Microsoft or what have you. What goes on behind the scenes to generate these things like the labs, you know? Um, so for me, it's been, you know, last last year and a half or so, it's been really interesting to see what it's like on the other side of the fence as to what goes into these shows. And, I, and I've got to tell you, it's completely different. Um, I mean, going along as attendee as an attendee in previous years, um, yeah, you, know, you don't realize how much freedom you have to sort of just wander around, do whatever, there to do a job, that that changes. But, you know, by standing, by spending your whole show pretty much in, in one booth for, for, for four days, you definitely get a different outlook on things. But it's, it, it, it's, it's just as good, but it's just different. Um, so rather than you going out and see various people, you sort of you're at the booth and various people sort of walk past, and you know you, you get to talk to people that way. So uh, it's it's really interesting. It's, it's good fun. So you, you're definitely uh, enjoying the view from behind the Wizard of Oz curtain, as it were. <laughs> yeah, I am actually. Yeah, it is. It's really interesting, actually. Yeah, it is. It, it is interesting. I mean, for me, um, you know, I, I I just love tech. You know, I really do. I like. I like technology. I love enterprise IT and virtualization. So, for me, you know, any, any doing anything in that space is always going to be enjoyable. And uh, I'm just very fortunate. What I do is, you know, um, you know, is what I enjoy. So, uh, yeah, very fortunate indeed. So, speaking of uh, VM World, um, we might be doing a uh, a live feed. VSuit might be doing a live feed from uh, VM World. Um, guys, you got you got anything to add on? Uh yeah, so how are you guys going with it? What, what episode are you up to now? I mean, it must be... This This will be at episode 15. Yeah, I was going to say, you must be getting near 20 now. Um, this is yeah, including the specials, we're pretty close to 20, actually. Yeah, yeah full, full, full credits here. It's, it's, you know, it's... I don't think a lot of people realize, and once again, there's another thing that I've only done in the last sort of couple of years with the VChats, is the amount of work that goes into sort of producing a, uh, a podcast or a webcast or something like that. So it's, uh, it takes a lot of commitment, you know, just to the point of just turning up at a particular time that uh, you've agreed with a number of other people, especially when your schedule is quite busy. So, uh, you know, full credit to you guys, you're doing a good job. Yeah, you guys put a lot of preparation into each VSoup, so I wouldn't keep say it going, we- guys. I would say we put in about about zero preparation. We we kind of chat through email while we're working during the day. Yeah. And then we kind of wind up with what we have. And and so far it's been good. Yeah, yeah, I like things like like the webcast and that. It's, it's, it's sort of tying it back to the whole VBS thing again. I mean, you guys are doing exactly the same thing, right? You you you're contributing something to the community. I mean, you guys don't get paid to do this. You don't have to do this. But, you know, it's because of your sort of mutual interest in technology and virtualization. Uh, that's the reason you're doing it. I mean, it just, it's easy for you guys just to sit around and just do a Skype chat and never record us and, do, you know, do some post-production on us and push it out there. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good to see people do this type of thing. It keeps the community sort of spirit sort of uh, alive and well. Yeah, and as, as, long as, as long as it's fun to do, uh, why not? I mean, uh, I I didn't know how this would turn out before we started this, but it's it's a lot of fun. So why not? It's as easy as that, really. Well, with uh, with that in mind, uh, let's um, let's wrap up uh, VSoup 15 for uh, this 
this time around. Um, Simon uh, Seagrave and Simon Long, thanks a lot for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, right. guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you guys can check out more about them. We'll have show notes up, but um, be sure to check out www.vbeers.org. And um, you can check out uh, Visu Podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, or vsoup.net. Thanks a lot for listening.